What is up, an educated duo podcast fam? My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. What's up, man? How you been? It's been two uh, weeks since we've been doing this. Yeah, we skipped that one week. I think that's the first time we've had to skip a week, right? Yeah, like actually skip. Yeah, I've, I've skipped a couple episodes myself. I'm good, bro. This is episode 69, so I think that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny, yeah. So, you, we're, you know, it's weird because like boys... Shit that shouldn't be funny for us is still kind of funny sometimes, you know, like dick jokes, the number 69. Because we we always have like that little immature part, you know, because even women joke about how like when they get married and shit, if they have a son, they always talk about how they have two kids at home and shit. Yeah, but but a guy will laugh at like a fart or a girl like won't laugh at a queef. She'll, She'll just be embarrassed. But I don't know when the fuck are you hearing queefs? Though? I'm not saying you're hearing it. I'm just saying like if you did it, like if oh, I okay. if I silent but deadly, it'd be funny as fuck to me. Yeah, because guys don't give a fuck about being gross, you know. Girls care. <laughs> it's weird. It's true. They care way more about being gross. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, even though everybody's gross, you know, like to a to a point. That okay. So that makes me think about it. You know, I heard. Where do you think is the safest place to pick your nose? The safest place? Yeah, like, so I saw a thing. It's like, what is the place where people feel the safest I'm when they you, pick their nose? I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if they feel the safest, but I see it a lot when I'm driving. That's where it is. Yeah, in fucking cars. So, like, if someone's driving, they feel so secluded that they're willing to, like, pick their nose. Like, nothing's going on Like, nothing's around going them. on around them, right? But people see that shit you just feel like people don't see it because when you're in a car you always look over to the next two cars just kind of think about it though bro like when you're driving at least when i'm driving i don't remember anybody i fucking drove by like i'll remember if somebody picked their nose or something but even right now like when i was driving over here i'm trying to think of like if i can remember anybody that was next to me yeah you don't you don't remember their faces anybody yeah you can't remember their face and this is like at the stoplight like if you're at a red light you don't remember shit about them and even if you're driving by, sometimes you'll look over and you still don't remember them. That's why people like pick their noses when they drive. That makes so much That's sense. That's like a fucking thing, dude. Yeah, because I mean, even if I see somebody pick their nose, if I saw them at the store or something, I wouldn't know it was them, you know? Yeah, not unless they fucking followed you. Yeah. That's why you got to have those like front tinted windows. Uh, yeah, I have tinted windows all around my car, bro. Yeah. Then, then nobody can see shit, you know? They can still kind of see you in the summer. Nah, there's some tint that's like dark as fuck. That shit's like illegal though, isn't it? Yeah, but the darker it is, the more illegal it is. They might start enforcing it here more because the population's grown, but I mean, it's never been an issue. All right, well, we start all our episodes with the one gotta go. It's Father's Day today when we're recording, so we went with like cartoon dads or movie cartoon dads, animated dads. Yeah, so before we get into the dads real quick, I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday to Jeremiah, my son. Today's his birthday too, so... It's his, birthday birthday on, it's his birthday on Father's Day? On the 20th, yeah. Nice. How old is he? He's going to be... He's seven, yeah. Damn, dude. Your kid is old. Seven? It's fucking weird, That's too. like second grade? I'm like, dude, what do you want for your is birthday? It? Yeah, he's going into second grade. I was like, dude, what do you want for your birthday? He's like, I want a PS5. I was like, I don't even have a PS5. <laughs> yeah, so, man, but that's your kid. You got to so, get him a PS5. So I made a joke, and I was like, oh, I got you a PS1 because I have a PS4. Now we have a PS5. No, dude, the thing is, so with, like, dads, that that game and shit, like, your kid's going to have the newest system from now on, and you're going to have the one right below. 
So he'll have the PS5, you'll have the PS4. Yeah, I don't know. He'll have the Switch, you'll have the GameCube. (laughs) Maybe maybe in your house, bro, but in my house, I'm having the PS5, he's having the PS4. All right, all right. So we do the one gotta go, we did fucking... Animated dads. Yeah, animated dads. The four that we picked are Marlin from Finding Nemo, uh, Goofy from Disney, Hank Hill from King of the Hill, and Mufasa from The Lion King. Hell yeah. So you want to go first? Which dad are you going to Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, this is super easy for me. It's going to be Mufasa, which is weird because even as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, he's not even in the movie that much, you know? Yeah, but I feel like the moments he had in the movie were like so fatherly, you know? Because there's like this meme that came to be about like Mufasa sitting and like looking over the fucking valley. Yeah, in the cloud. With the sun and shit. And he's like, everything the, the sun touches is ours, you know? And uh, I feel like those are powerful moments, dude. Even when, like, the saddest moment in that movie to me is when he dies. If you haven't seen the movie, spoiler. If you haven't seen it, fuck you. It's been like... The Lion King. <laughs> it's been like 20 years. It's been way longer. Yeah. I think that shit came out like in the 80s or something. So, shit. uh... 70s? That was so sad to me. Even 90s? when I watch it now, because I'll try to play Lion King for my kids, but they're not about it at all, dude. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like... You know, they don't want to play on those big-ass TVs either that really don't exist. But you're taking Mufasa as, like, the number one dad? Mufasa is my number one, yeah. Because he's, like, when I think of a father, I think of, like, a very, like, proud, like... It's somebody you look up to, you know? Okay. And I feel like he fit that character so... Per- like, that description so perfectly. He does have me. that. Because, like, they build him up pretty fast. You really do feel like he's the father. Yeah, yeah. Then he dies, but then, like, it's, like, his son trying to, like reclaim his father's legacy almost yeah yeah because even i really love those moments because there's a couple movies that do it where like the father will be like talking to you right in the afterlife and he'll give you like some fucking knowledge you know even though he left you with the like a last minute of advice that like you already knew but you're just remembering in like a weird way yeah yeah because they do that in the black panther too yeah they do t'challa yeah so i really fuck with it and i feel like mfasa like He's very fatherly to me, like somebody you look up to, somebody you respect. Um, and I feel like it's that way for me more than the others. Maybe not by a lot, but definitely uh, a big part of that's playing into this, too, is that I love The Lion King. The There's Lion a big King. argument that fucking the Black Panther movie is just The Lion King. I did see that, dude. People are like saying that. It's like the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's because they're both based like. In African culture, I think. Maybe, but the story's really similar. Like the kid the dad dies, the kid becomes king. Uh-huh. You know, the kid has that transcendent moment with their father. Yeah, that's so true. They but have to fight off a family member because of the uncle's mistake. I wonder when uncle. Black Panther was written too. Cause like the movie? No, I mean just like the comic in general. Because they all in come like from the fifties, right? but yeah, like in the fifties, but none of the movies. All the movies use like ideas from the comics, but they're not like really like accurate. Yeah, yeah. like they're somewhat accurate, but the fucking whoever writes it can do whatever the fuck they want as long as Disney says yes. Yeah, yeah, because you could say to that point then that maybe The Lion King is based off Black Panther, but I don't know the Black Panther from like the fifties or whatever. I've seen the comparison videos, and yeah. like it just seems like the Black Panther. Was it like, does seem. It looks really like they took the bare on, bones yeah. of Lion King. And they're like, all right, now let's fill it in with, like, Black Panther shit. Let's make him a person and shit, yeah. All right, so you're taking Mufasa number one? Yeah, yeah, just definitely a fatherly figure to look up to and respect. All right, number one on this list for me, Hank Hill, 
hands down. Just because, like, of all of them, you get to see him do the most fatherly shit, right? So, like, Mufasa has a short period where he's built up a lot. Uh, Marlon, the whole movie, like, you get a sense he's a good father in the fact that he wants to find his kid and save him. Uh-huh. But you also get the sense that he's, like, a little bit, he was, you know, kind of overprotective, kind of his kid didn't get to, like, really live yeah, life. Yeah. And, um... Goofy, I'm taking the experience from the two movies, you know, so like extremely goofy movie is dope as shit because like takes helps his kid get through college. Yeah. Yeah. And then a goofy movie like he really tries hard to build a relationship with his son on a camping trip. Right. So Goofy goes fucking hard for his kid. But I'm taking Hank Hill number one because you literally see him correct all of his son's fucking stupid ass mistakes. Like his son does something that's stupid or like doesn't do his homework or fucks up something and here comes fucking Hank Hill like that's not right Bobby this is what you're supposed to do Bobby (laughs) (laughs) that's so true and he displays it so perfectly like he's got the real um like he's not being an asshole about it either he's just trying to get his point across. like if your kid right let's say your kid does something that's a really stupid you know it's stupid and you can acknowledge that it's stupid even though you still have the exact same amount of love for him, right? Yeah, so like yeah. Hank does that a lot. Like he'll look at his kid and he'll be like, what's wrong with that boy? Even though he's, you know he still loves him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why is he like this? Or why does he do these things? Making fatherhood all fucking complicated for him. But like the whole show, King of the Hill, dude, I feel like every episode... There's an there's a moment or an experience where like Bobby does something and then Hank gives him a real life lesson and he's like this is how it's supposed to be this is how you're supposed to do it. I agree, man. Bobby's always doing stupid shit and you know his dad's there to correct him, which I think it's like how it should be, you know, because you know when you're a kid you don't really know shit. You're just kind of doing shit because you think you're basically invincible, you know. Because I mean, you're more likely to like get into fights and shit when you're a kid because you know you won't get that much jail time or any at all, you know. That's like when I did all my fighting. Yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> and yeah, I mean Hank was there to be like, Bobby, no, propane, <laughs> propane, <laughs> propane, and propane accessories. Better not bring no fucking charcoal to this I, party. Yeah, there's a lot of um, like he does so much shit for Bobby in that show that's so like real, you know. It's like a cartoon where like it's not. Family Guy or South Park or something where like, oh, shit, the dad's do or even the Simpsons, you know, like choking the shit out of his son. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing really crazy like that. It's like, oh, my son stole from a store. How do I deal with that? And then like a cartoon funny type way, but it's not like extreme. It's like that's really how like a dad would do something like that. That's true. I think it depicts like real life really well. Yeah, that's a fucking like legit. That's I don't think that's the beauty of that fucking show is that like, it depicts real life, but it's still a little exaggerated. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I fuck with King of the Hill. They and balance I think, that shit perfectly. I think Hank is probably like one of the best cartoon type dads looking at it from like a real, real dad standpoint. Real standpoint like if that yeah. dude was like actually like my dad, I feel like he's a pretty respectable guy. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, Hank Hill's a good one. So... Moving on to my number two. I got to go with Marlon, bro. Marlon. I respect Marlon because he is overprotective and that would be a little fucking annoying. Well, that's why Nemo touches the butt. But the length that he goes to <laughs> to get his son back is like crazy. You know? It is crazy. For, like, a fi- for a fish, right? Yeah, they sh- yeah. They like, show it. Travels around across the fucking ocean and fucking... Uh, 
you know, he's looking for his son. Yeah, he gets through sharks, goes through like jellyfish, turtles, all kinds of shit, bro. So I just really respect like his hustle to to be a father because that's what like fatherhood is. You know, it's unconditional love. Is it kind of a knock that he lost his son? (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say so because. There's not really anything you can do about that, you know? Yeah, if your kid gets taken. Yeah, yeah if your kid gets abducted, it's not your fault. That makes sense. Because basically he was going out to the fucking... The butt. Yeah, to the butt. And Which then is the boat. <laughs> he gets fucking swooped up in a bag, you know? So it's super hard to prevent that. Yeah, I mean, it's just as likely that one of my kids could get abducted. Right. You know, so... Yeah, my number two Nemo, I mean, Marlon, just based off the fact that his unconditional love for his son is crazy, you know, what he went through. So, yeah. He seems so fucking old in that movie. Like, I know fish don't live that long or whatever <laughs> it is, but, like, they de- they make it seem like he's, like, a 50-year-old guy who's, like, gone through life and is just scared of, like, the world. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I don't picture him old, but I picture him, like, very cautious, you know? Like, he's the type of dad that wouldn't let his son stay the night over at a house or something, yeah. you know? Very, very cautious. Yeah, yeah. So, super cautious, and it's all based on, I think... His whole family being killed, you know? All right, so Marlon number two? Marlon number two, yeah. All right. I... Uh, my no, it's, it's difficult for me here because, like, I see I see pros and cons in the last three. Uh-huh. Right, because, like, Goofy's dope, and he did... He tries real hard to for that relationship. Yeah, yeah. But if there's... All, like, you watch it, and you also get that sense, like, he is intrusive as fuck in his son's life. Mufasa, great dad, hella built up, but, like... It's so short-lived that, like, do I really feel attached? Yeah, and yeah. And then Marlon is, like, goes to the ends of the ocean to fucking save his son. But at the same time, it's probably the main reason his son lo- got lost. I was just thinking that, too, yeah. Because, like, his kid had no freedom, so then when he did, he, like, you know, did he something took, dangerous as fuck. It, yeah. Did something dangerous as fuck. I think number two, I'm going goofy, mainly based off of the uh, the first Goofy movie. Uh-huh. Cause like I'm not even gonna fucking lie, dude. That movie made me emotional. I, I don't know. I I feel weird when I talk about shit with dads and shit, right? Cause like I haven't seen my dad in like fucking sixteen years. Uh huh. Maybe even longer than that, seventeen years. Damn. So like some of those dad things like really hit me, bro. Like when I watch a show and like a dad has a moment, I'm like, damn. Like it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's why I said like last time too. Like um, when we were talking about, are we there yet? And I was like. Even though I'm going to get rid of it, like it still hits me emotionally because it's got that whole relationship in it. So I'm taking Goofy because Goofy like goes on that camping trip, does everything he can to support his son. Uh, They have like all these bonding moments where like because it feels like the relationship's broken and he's fixing the relationship like he should. Yeah, yeah. I think what Goofy has is that like he tries very hard to be a great dad and he is a great dad, but his character like the name goofy you know it's still there so he's like a clumsy sort of kind of dad you know yeah he's still got the like his key character yeah. characteristics you know where he fucks shit up breaks shit yeah yeah but in dad mode he's hardcore and he does dope ass shit for his kid like he fucking goes all out for breakfast he goes all out in terms of like oh you want to go to this concert all right i like accept your apology let's go fucking to this rave ass concert yeah yeah and, and then even that, in the other movie, right, with the college one, he, like, 
starts boarding or whatever for him or rollerblading. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it transcends, right? Yeah. So, like, in the first fucking movie that you watch, it's like, oh, dope. He's got a good relationship with his son, and they're like, yeah. yeah. And then the next one is like, oh, his kid's getting ready to go to college. He fucking loses his job, goes to college with his kid, works out the relationship, helps them study and shit. Like, that's just a stand-up dude, bro. Goofy is dope as shit, and I feel like even though he's dumb or he's portrayed as dumb, that's his whole character arc in, like, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, clumsy, I guess. You got to respect the man for the shit he did for Max, bro. That's true. Like, Max grew up to be a dope-ass dog person because Goofy helped him along the road, bro. Because there's bad influences in his life. Uncle Pete was there. That dude's fucking weird. (laughs) He's, like, the villain in, like, Disney. A lot of the movies, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just saying, Goofy... I don't know. I, he's just got that shit, dude. That movie still sometimes, like, I watch the first Goofy movie, just a Goofy movie, yeah, and you're yeah. like, damn, there's moments in there that really touch, like, touch your feelings. And I think that's just Disney being good at what Disney does, you know? They always have that moment where you're pull like... Pull at the heartstrings, Yeah, they man, pull yeah. at the heartstrings, and you're like, fuck, man. I'm not going to cry, man. So instead of crying, you, like, tear up, and you're, like, trying to hold it back. Damn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Yeah, so I'm going Goofy number two, bro. Right on, man. So, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. This is a very hard list for me as well. Because, you know, at the beginning, I was like, ah, man, you know, I'm, I'm leaning more towards one than the other. But it is very hard. So my last two are Goofy and Hank Hill. I'm going to throw out pros and cons for both. Goofy, I agree with you. Like, he's the type of dad that will, like, do anything for you, you know. You call that fool up and, hey, dad, I'm in jail. You know, he'll go bail you out and shit. Hank Hill, I really like his fatherly instinct to kick in whenever his son does something wrong, you know? He doesn't, like, blow up at his son necessarily. He more like, hey, man, you got to do it like this, you know, propane. Yeah, like, teaches him yeah. about, like, taxes and yeah, bills yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my, my con for Hank Hill, though, is, like, his monotoneness. Because I don't feel like... If Hank Hill was my father, I don't feel like I could go to the park with him and, like, toss a ball. Well, not if you're not good at tossing a ball. I don't feel like he's the type of dad to do that, personally. No, nah, he is, man. I think the thing with Hank is, like, he hit all those aspirations, right? Because what makes the show good is that, like, his son is completely the opposite of what he was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if his son if his son was uh, an athlete or good at sports or one, was even interested in, like, football or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they would do more shit like that. But because he isn't, Hank has to struggle with the fact that he's disappointed that, like, his son doesn't do Texan shit because, like, the whole show is about Texas, you know? Like, so his dad, his son's not into football. His son's not into NASCAR. His son's not into boxing. Shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son is into theater. Science <laughs> and shit. Jokes and shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not the type of dad to, like, mold to what his son is. Because, like, while he is a good father, you know? Oh, yeah, you mean, oh, you mean, In the like, sense where, like, yeah, like, he doesn't support that his son does theater, right? Not really, no. Yeah, he's not cool about it. He he's also not. Son- he's also not negative about it. He's more like, he's like neutral about he's it. He's like, but bre- bre- that's not the father's job. You he's know? like begrudgingly accepting of it. Yeah. So to me, that's not what a father is. Because like, to me, a father is like you support your kid no matter what they want to do. Because like, for instance, like I really like sports, so I put my kids in sports. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit like Hank, you know, where I'm like, I'd be disappointed if they told me they didn't want to do sports. All right. But I don't think it would be to the point where I wouldn't be supportive of whatever they do want to do, you know? And I, it's funny because I've had these conversations with my wife. And that's just the way I feel about Hank. A goofy, 
negative for me is that I feel like it would be a little bit annoying to have Goofy as a father, personally. Because while he does go out there for you so much, like, his goofiness, which I know he's known for, would be embarrassing to me. Like, he's out there just fucking putting himself out there. Like, that's not that's not really what I'm about. Well, there's two things I want to say first before we do it. Is like, Goofy and Marlon on the list, those are single fathers, you know? So, like, they have to overcompensate for, like, the mother's role. It's so funny that you said that because... That plays a huge role in like my decision right now because I do feel like while I would rather have one as a father, the other one just like does so much because he is a single father that it, I feel like that's outweighing my decision, you know? Okay. So I, I got to keep goofy and I'm getting rid of Hank. That's a hard decision, really hard. And I was actually reversed at the beginning of this. You're going to get rid but, of goofy? Yeah. But when you started talking about him, I was like, you know, I respect that. And then I also was like, you know, out of all them, Goofy and Marlon are the single dads. Because I knew Mufasa was, you know, for sure for me. So it was just the last three. And yeah, Hank has the support of a mother. Goofy is a single father trying to make it out there, you know. So I'm keeping Goofy. I'm getting rid of Hank. All right. So you yeah. got rid of Hank Hill because Goofy's Fuck. out here paving the way, bro. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. And I don't feel like. Single fathers get as much respect, you know, as like a single mother, you know? Well, you don't even really hear about it. Yeah. Like if there's a single dad, rarely will you even, I don't think I've ever had a friend that's told me they have a single dad. Do you, have you ever? No. And I don't, even if they did, I don't think they'd say, you know? No, I mean, just if it's a friend and you hang out with them, right? You know, right? But like, you notice, yeah. I don't think I've ever, ever even met someone that only has a dad. But I feel like sometimes there's like emphasis put on like single mothers. Yeah. There's a lot of emphasis hella emphasis like did you hear that shit that like mother's day is the the most popular holiday in the country and father's day is like the 11th most popular (laughs) (laughs) you know what's funny about that is uh somebody posted i remember seeing a post uh just like this weekend where it was like i don't want to see none of you single mothers trying to take over on father's day you know oh yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah where they do that shit like Father's got to be the mom and the dad yeah, on your yeah. Instagram. It's like, all right, bro. Like, let the fathers have this one day. Yeah, that's funny. All right. So my last two are Marlon and Mufasa. And I don't fucking know. Marlon's dope, but I feel like it's kind of his fault that his kid had to do that. And I see that a lot in real life, like here. Where it's I not live, a, right? a kind of. It is his fault. Because like know? here where I'm at, I've known kids here locally like, their parents are hella overbearing. Like one kid, these two kids, um, their mom would make them go to church four times a week, dude. They were going to church for like regular services, for like choir things, and Wednesday service, orchestras, like a fucking Tuesday nights. Yeah, yeah. So when they became like 15, 14 year old kids, they fucking went crazy. Like they, like they rebelled hard. They got into like drugs. They got into like gang like what you would call gangs here locally, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Because when they were like younger, like you fucking, I know for a fact, like the other kids would be like, Hey, you want to spend the night? And like, they could never spend the night at their friend's houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, or they could never stay outside past the fucking sun being down in the middle of summer. You know, kids are out till 10 in the summer, dude, let them be kids. Yeah. Yeah. But so they're sheltered ass lives. So like they grow up and like shit goes South hard. Right. And there's another kid here, too, who's like a kid who moved here from Africa, his religious dad, single dad. They're like chilling. Uh-huh. But then he also like hella rebelled because 
church is a big part of like the refugee thing i guess i guess like church churches are really involved with that like they yeah. visit you and they kind of like dictate your life for the first couple of months you live here okay so that kid hella rebelled so i feel like it's kind of marlon's fault that nemo went and touched the butt because like you're not letting him do shit and i know his wife died and i know he was grieving but like you're not letting him do shit, and he needs to get out there and have fun, bro. Yeah, yeah, like super overly protective is the thing with him. But then Mufasa, who I think is dope as fuck as a dad, and you get the sense that if he was around, his son would have probably grown up to be just as strong and as, like, powerful or just like as well. presence, you just know? Just as good to be king, you know? Like, he yeah. grows up to be king anyway, but you feel like if Mufasa was there, he would have had more wisdom, and it would have helped it just would have been a shittier movie because like <laughs> nothing yeah. would have happened but it's so short-lived too where like you fall in love with his character but he dies so fast that you don't really get to see like how he would have dealt with situations but it's implied i feel like there's the, there's a, the implications like it's implied that like if mufasa was the one holding scar he would have pulled him up you know he also you know, has the balls to save his son while he's getting trampled by, like, wildebeest. He throws him into the tree, right? Not just that, but when they go to the hyenas, like, the kids and shit, and he shows up and, like, saves them all, they're all, like, terrified of him, you know? Oh, like, at the very beginning? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he's got that. But then Marlin, bro, fucking end of the world, the motherfucker sails the seas to find his sure. son, dude. Which is dope. So, I'm, I'm kind of stuck here. I it's think- hard, but I think... I think I'm getting rid of Marlon, bro, and I'm keeping Mufasa. Yeah, I think that's a good call for your situation because Marlon, I feel like you're right. He's superly overprotective, you know, but it's just hard, man. I think the whole list was hard because, like, fatherhood is, like, a selfless thing, you know? And yeah. I feel like all these guys are selfless in that way. Yeah, it's a good list. Yeah. It's a really good list. I just got – I had to get rid of Marlon just because – Damn. Maybe, he, maybe if he loosened the reins a little bit, you know, Nemo wouldn't have been so – yeah, yeah. Rebellious. But then again, you got to you got to think that like if you have a son and you view him as you don't view him as disabled, but if you view you know the world views him as disabled cuz you forget Nemo's got the small fin. So like to Marlin, he thinks the rest of the world's going to like fuck with him cuz he's got the the deformity. So like if your son is born somehow not normal you know like something's wrong disability anything like that you'd obviously be way more overprotective like i feel like that just comes with the fucking game but it's hard too because you know i feel like if you viewed him as not so fragile you know he'd probably succeed better in life i feel like you know that's probably true i don't know yeah. i don't have any kids so yeah, i can't marlin, like marlin directly like he makes it apparent that he's got a small fin and that you know he doesn't want him doing this he doesn't want him doing that but I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a kid, you know? Yeah, well, the movie's not even about Nemo, bro. We're being real. The movie's about Marlon's journey to save through, like, through fatherhood to save his son. Yeah, yeah. It's got sense. Nemo's in the movie, like, barely. I mean, he's, he, he has moments with the fish in the fish tank. I would say stuff. 20% of the movie is with Nemo. <laughs> yeah, Marlon's the one doing the work. And yeah, yeah. Dory's the one stealing the show. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just taking Mufasa because he's got that father, like. I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. I don't know how to explain it. He's just, he like transcends the Disney world in terms of fathers. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause he's so short lived, you know, we keep talking about that, but he's, yeah, it was tough. I almost took Marlin, but I, I think I'm taking Mufasa. Right on, man. Yeah. So that was our one got to go father's day edition, man. Yeah. Fucking animated father's day edition. 
Right on, man. So what's been going on? You see anything interesting? Well, before we talk about like shit that I've seen in the news and stuff, right? Something I've, that happened in my own life that I find interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so we're at my work sent out a survey. Basically like a three question survey that's like, do you feel appreciated? Uh, why do you feel appreciated or why don't you feel appreciated? And what could we do to help appreciate or to help you make you help you make yeah help you feel appreciated right so they sent out this survey and a bunch of kids at work are talking about it and then they told me about it because i never checked the fucking work app so i went i looked at it and i was like well what do you say here right did you fill it out i hello I, I filled it out okay let me tell you about an experience i've had just real quick all right they've done this at, my, at like a previous job that i had they asked you guys like, you know, if you felt how appreciated. can we make the work environment a better place? You know, is there somebody that like they, they got really personal where they were like, if not, you know, what did the person do or whatever? Okay, was it anonymous? Apparently it's anonymous, but it's somehow tied back to you. Like they Gee, can tie it back. That's to what you. I was thinking, too, because yeah. I saw it right now. I was like, it says it's anonymous. Yeah. But how do I know that they can't look at it and see which account answered? what? It's super hard to be honest with that, because while they say it's anonymous, I doubt it's anonymous. You know, they have a way where if they wanted to, they could track that back. True. Besides, it's also relevant to position. Right. So my work is very cl- like a. Uh, what eight people in the back maybe at a time right so like yeah, if yeah. i say something very specific to the situation i'm in it's not that hard to fucking eliminate people and find and out who, who it was. is yeah especially if it's like another coworker or somebody that's above you you know well, what were you gonna say about your work one though like did you fill it out or was i, I like filled a- it out and there was things that i wanted to complain about as far as like favoritism because i also thought it was unfair that if you work hard they add more work to you and if you're a For shittier worker, they pay, they pay you the same as that person, but they do less work, you know? Right. But I never, I never put it down cause I knew they could track it back to the person. Um, but yeah, that was basically my story. Yeah. That, so that's the key thing I was talking about, right? Like, so we, we got it. We were talking about it. And the first thing I said to the kids that were telling me about it, I was all like things that the problem with this thing is that like people won't honestly tell you the truth because they're scared that. If you write like a real complaint, something that might really affect someone, like a manager, let's say you complain about a manager for a very real reason, like they'll know who it is. They'll find your account. And because it's like a little restaurant, everybody else is going to know. And there'll be repercussions. In in a week, everybody else will know. And you're going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble. And even if you both don't get fired, like that tension is there forever. Yep. Right. So. I filled it out and I was pretty damn honest on it. Not to the point where like I like called people out, but like uh, I was like, if you want to appreciate me more, give me more money, bro. Like, like and, honest. Yeah. yeah. Like instead of uh, what they do is like, they'll be like, oh, we broke a record. Yay. Hey, woo. Bring in fruit roll ups for everybody. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want fruit roll ups. How about you add 50 <laughs> cents to my pay? You know? How about you give me some pay so I or can like, buy my own fruit roll It doesn't roll-ups. even have to be like a whole big ass hourly thing. You know, we broke a record this month. Oh, you know what, guys? Here's a $100 bonus. You know, fucking a little bit of incentive. I'm not saying fucking add $3 to my hourly rate, but you throw in a little bit of something like that, and then people really feel appreciated, and it helps in our regular lives. You know what's so funny about that, though, is that, you know, you can ask for that. And, like, let's say this is, like, two years back, right? Right. 
you ask for a raise or something and it's like, oh, you know, we can't really afford a raise, you know. Right, right. But we can buy you guys all donuts on a certain day or whatever. Yeah. But right now in the current situation we're in, these motherfucking companies all of a sudden can double people's pay starting, you know. It's fucking crazy. Because they're losing employees. Yeah, yeah, because they can't hold on to people. I'm sure that's why they did the surveys because they're losing so many people. They're trying to figure out how they can make it better, you know? Well, yeah, two people just quit, actually. Because when I worked at Little Caesars, I was making seven fifty an hour. I moved up to a shift lead. I was making like $9 an hour. Now, starting as like a regular crew member at Little Caesars, you make $13 an hour. Yeah, that's a lot. So I think that is part of it because we just recently had two people quit, right? And yeah, one of yeah. them is in a high managerial role, and the other one is like in a team, shift, like a team leader type role that leads the shift. Yeah, yeah. And they both quit, or they put in their two weeks, and I feel like... The work, the company itself knows that there's a worker shortage. You know, like people are quitting their jobs. Fuck yeah. And now hiring signs everywhere. Everywhere. People are quitting and they know that they want to keep people, right? But when you put out a survey like that, I honestly feel like it's a little bit of a cop out because you know what people really want or really need or really will appreciate is a little bit more money. Especially with the cost of living here. Holy shit, dude. I feel like you have to, at minimum, have like a $20 an hour job to be able to even rent a place here. To sustain yourself, that's 100% true. Because I don't have $20 an hour, and I was living by myself, and I had to move in with a roommate because I couldn't afford my own rent and my own bills anymore. So I filled out the survey, right? I was like, give us a raise. And then the other part was like, do you feel appreciated? Do you not feel appreciated? It's like, I put, I do feel appreciated in moments, but I also don't appreciate the fake appreciation. You know, so like when they come back and they're all super happy because you broke a record or because we did super great in something. Right. You can sense that there's a lot more in it for them than for you. Right. For you, it's like I just worked a really tough shift. I'm fucking tired for them. It's like, oh, you guys just did really great in this shift. I've got incentives that like are being met so I can get a bonus. Yeah, that are being met so I can get a bonus or so that I can like my standing in the company increases while for you it's like good job here's a donut right so i was i was very i was very real about that i was like it doesn't come off genuine and if it did you know like if we had a really personal relationship maybe it would but like it does not come off fucking genuine when you come back and like cheer us on and high five us even though like we know i'm not getting anything out of my super hard work you know yeah i i feel that 100 percent, bro because i feel like um it's hard to balance that because I it's try to really look hard. at it from every angle, you know, and I'm trying to think like this Maria lady has been with us for 20 years and she's making fucking $16 an hour, right? Right. She worked up to that. And now we're starting people at $16 mm-hmm. an hour. How do you fix it so she doesn't feel unappreciated for all her years of work, but also you want to get more workers to come in, you know? For me, the easy fix is like you obviously raise her income based on the percentage you raise, like the starting wage, you know? But then is that really sustainable for a company? I don't fucking know. It's hard. I yeah. feel like it's super hard to, to balance that, especially because there's so many different personalities. It is a hard balancing act, bro. I agree. With, that's so true because when someone does come in and they become like, like, because I worked my way up from like $7, like yeah, $7.25, yeah. and people come in now and they're starting at like 11 or 10 or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, damn. So like half of the work I put in is like, gone basically null and void you know like every time they came up to me and i earned like a raise you know it's like well sorry bro but times have passed 
Yeah. And that does kind of make you feel a little less appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure at that Little Caesars I work at, I know that there's still people there that work that are there from when I was working there. And I wonder how they feel that the starting wage is now more than what they were making back when I was. Because I think one of them is an assistant manager. And I think assistant managers made like $10 an hour. 10 or 11. So now starting employees get 13 an hour. I really hope she was (laughs) properly for that. (laughs) She got a fucking raise at least, right? Because I think that was like. They rarely gave raises there, and when they did, it was like ten cents. It was something yeah, stupid. Yeah, what the fuck, fuck is up with that? And like companies and the weird ass like ten cent raise, like ten cent raises don't do shit for anyone. I think if they really wanted to fix the issue, there's like a really easy fix where it's all statistical, you know. Even a quarter stats, raise does nothing. Like, like for you, like this dude fucking worked this many hours during this rush hour and fucking made this many fucking breadings, you know, something like that would be the only way to be able to compensate for that, you know, because I have no fucking idea how you would do that. You know, I always thought it was weird how companies like certain places, like you hear horror stories, right? Where they're like, Oh, I've worked there for years. And every time I got a raise, it was like 10 cents, 15 cents. And you're like, that's not even like at the end of the day in your check. What is that? Fucking $3 (laughs) at the end of the year. Yeah. Like what the fuck did you get? Nothing, bro. I think companies are getting smarter about it, too, because instead of telling you you're going to get like a dollar raise, you know, they're telling you, oh, your pay just went up like five thousand dollars in the year. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of making like twenty five thousand, now you're making like thirty thousand and you're like, hell yeah. And then you do the fucking math and it's like 50 cents, you know, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just something that was happening in like. So there's something that I saw that happened to me at work like on Saturday. So I thought that was interesting. I think that's so relevant right now, bro, because I'm sure it's not just Chick-fil-A doing or your work doing that. Well, yeah, Chick-fil-A did it everywhere, dude. Everywhere. Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, fucking. I'm sure they're all doing it because I was telling you, too. I don't know if I mentioned this, but Carl's Jr. Yeah. $15 an hour. To start? To start, yeah. That's that's ridiculous, bro. It's pretty high. I was talking to one of our friends who works at one of the warehouses. I was like, dude, do you think I'd rather be like serving burgers or working really manual labor job at like Amazon for 15 an hour? Well, I'm just saying like the goal is to make or one of the goals for like the Democratic Party, let's say, is the $15 an hour minimum wage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows like how much that really affects people, because like someone like me and you who are like just regular, we're fucking working class people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We see that. Like at Carl's Jr., $15, and we think, whoa, that's like a good thing, you know? It's like... It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I mean, in the grand schemes, it's not a lot of money, but we look at that, and it's automatically more desirable because it is a living wage at least. Well, let's look at the big picture here because maybe in like 2015, that was a living wage here. Now that's not shit, bro. True. What what these companies here are doing is that they're adjusting their minimum pay based on like cost of living, I think, because they're seeing like if you're going to pay somebody seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour, nobody's going to work for that fucking company. Right yeah, now. No. no fucking way. You'd have to have at least two or three jobs to be able to do anything and not have a life, you know. So I think it's a lot less about like the whole, you know, five for 15 thing. A lot more to do with like the growing market here as far as like housing and shit. 
Yeah, you gotta, they got to start fucking not screwing people over. They know, like, people are getting smart, and they're like, you know what? I can find a job that's going to pay me more than fucking minimum wage. Yeah. Like, minimum wage is a fucking joke. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, before there was people working for, like, $7, $8 at Carl's Jr., and now knowing that I could go work there for $15 an hour, I'm like, damn, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, and even... It, just knowing that that's available, like let's say you're fine right now, right? But like if your family ever gets in a rut and you need something that pays 15 bucks an hour just fast, you're you know, on you're, the spot. Yeah, you're getting hired. You're going to get that job. <laughs> so you're going to take that over the fucking putting up drywall and fucking sheetrock shit that's paying 1250. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even if it's paying, let's say I can go put a drywall up and fucking framing and shit and they're going to pay me 16, $17 an hour. I'm still going to take that $15 job, an hour job because it's a lot less involved, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm going to come home and not be fucking pissed off True. because I'm tired as fuck. been working in the fucking sun all day. So, yeah, man, I think it's a good thing because at least it shows to some point that the company cares, your whole survey, right? Right. But I agree with you that it's very hard to be as honest as you want to be on those things. Yeah, you can't really be honest. You can't really trust the whole anonymous thing. Yeah, I don't trust that shit at all. Because that, if there's off a the big record, issue, off the record is bullshit. Because yeah, I mean, if there really is a big issue that somebody brings up, they're gonna want to address that directly with the people that are involved, you know? Yeah. And then that just causes tension. Because I know I'm a pretty brutally honest person, bro. And when I worked at the group home, like we'd kind of do things like that. Like I knew people were getting away with shit that they weren't supposed to do. Which we all did, to be honest. But there was some people that, like, milked it harder than that. Right. Where, like, they'd come in and be lazy and still want to get those little shortcuts done, you know? All right, all right. But there was people that would work hard, took those shortcuts, which I was, like, cool with that, you know, because you're coming in and getting your shit done. And, um, you know, I'd let those people know that weren't doing it. Sometimes it was hard to say, you know, because you don't want to cause tension, but the turnover was so bad that, at some point, I didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck you yeah. guys. They're going to be gone in fucking two weeks anyways. Because it was a hard job. And the tenured people that stayed there, I knew that they knew what they were doing. They knew, you know, what we could and couldn't get away with. You know, shit like that. So, yeah, man. All right. Well, something else that, jobs. Something that I saw that was also, I'm kind of fucking pissed off about too lately is. This whole Mexico sanction thing that's going on with, like, FIFA and soccer in the world right now, bro. Yeah, so if people aren't aware, at Mexico games, whenever the opposing team's goalie kicks the ball, all the fans yell, puto. Yeah, and we, it, it's like a chant. It's like a slow, like, uh, that gets louder and louder yeah, and louder. And, and then as they kick it. As they kick it, you say, puto. Yeah, yeah. And I've been to the games. It is a fucking dope-ass thing to do. I'm not even going to pretend like it. Everybody fucking does it. It's the, all the fans like it, and nobody thinks it's homophobic. They're not using it in that way at all. Yeah, because I mean, they're trying to say that the word means the f word. That's like a a word for like a bad word for LGBTQ people, but that's not the oh well fag. I'm just gonna yeah. They, they're saying, the that that saying that we're saying they're saying that we're saying fag. Yeah, yeah. But the word itself has so many translations, like. It can, in certain situations, be translated as fag, I guess. And then sometimes it can be translated as, like, bitch. 
Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I guess it kind of comes off as like fucker. Like it's a, there's a lot there's a weird area there. Like what is it really translated to? What's yeah, the real I mean, definition? I don't even think the word is in the actual dictionary because mm-hmm. when I looked it up, it came up under the Urban Dictionary, right. which is the dictionary for like slang words. You know, yeah. slang. So my thoughts on it, and I've talked, I've repeatedly told you about this, but I feel like. What FIFA's trying to do is they're trying to get, like, homophobia out of, like, the sport or whatever. They're being PC as fuck. But I feel like they're targeting the Mexican team for some reason. I don't know why exactly. Because, for instance, they're having the next World Cup in Qatar. Right. And in Qatar, if you are a part of the LGBTQ community, they put you in jail for seven years. Yeah, and that's the country where they're hosting the they're tournament. They're hosting the World Cup. Like, they're being such big hypocrites about this word being yelled at the games when, like, literally the biggest stage for their sport is going to be hosted in a country where they, like, are so oppressive to LGBTQ people. Yeah, well, I looked it up too. Puto does in the, it only comes up in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. And it says male prostitute, it can sometimes be offensive to homosexuals. And in Mexico, it's used as a term for a coward or a traitor. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're not saying it like as like a derogatory term towards the goalie. They're basically because obviously they don't know his like sexual orientation or whatever. It's, it's derogatory. It's like if okay, so for instance, there's a lot of other teams that do this shit too, except their chants are different. You know, it'll be like a song, and then at the end, they'll call the goalie a fucker or. Usually it's like a fucker, something like that, right? Especially coming from like teams in like England, Scotland, those types of areas. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that to me is no different or no, it's not worse or less worse than saying puto to the goalie because no one's saying it with the intent of actually calling this person like that. What you're really doing as a fan is trying to get into the goalie's head. So exactly. That, so that, that he gets point, so he yeah. gets frustrated because you want your team to score and you want him to make a mistake. That was the point I wanted to make. Yeah, is that they're just trying to get in his head by yelling this. You know, it's not like they're uh, they're directly yelling this at him because they know that he might be gay or whatever. You know. Yeah, and I mean, people compare it to, let's say, the N word, right? They're putting these two words in that same regard. Like, I did hear it's that, just yes. as bad, right? But if somebody uses the N word at a game, I'm pretty sure. Everybody knows it's bad and wouldn't fucking like accept it. Like that's a term that was really used to really put down like a whole fucking race of people. Yeah, yeah. So you won't hear that at a basketball game. You won't hear that at a football game, soccer game. If you heard that, it would be a singular person or a little group of people and they're going to get fucking dealt with. Yeah, yeah. Because what I picture like. Is if I see the U.S. team playing against Mexico, right? Right. And our goalie's the Mexico goalie's about to kick. I would picture like all the U.S. fans going, "Ah, bitch!" You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's not. I don't know. It's just the way that they're changing words on us, bro. It's like how you can't use fucking. Okay, so remember when retard used to just be like a thing that friends would say to each other, yeah, even yeah. though it's got that. There, it was like a terrible word used for people who were mentally challenged. Yes. But, like, when a group, like, when friends say it to each other, it's like, oh, fuck you. You're just dumb. It's just like a slang word. Yeah, yeah. it's like slang. I think this word has hit that point with all of Mexican people that it's, like, just feels like there's no real, there's no malintent behind it. Yeah, because I really feel like I'm I'm a very, like, 
I don't know if the right word is accepting or whatever, but I feel like I'm very conscious of things, you know? So, like, when I was a kid, I used to use the R word a lot, but now I won't use it because I've worked with people in that community and stuff, you know? Right. And I know that, it, like, it affects them and stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't feel that way about this word because I don't feel like there's any malintent with it, you know? Dude, it's cultural, bro. In yeah. Culturally, right? So, the World Cup and FIFA needs to understand that culturally, everything is different, right? So, in Mexican culture, people make, like, families make fun of each other in a more, what could seem mean, but is actually, like, really loving. So, like, they'll call their son, like, fat. Even I was about they're to not say really that. saying fat. They're just calling him gordo. My really. dad calls me gordo, dude. Yeah, and it's not, and it's, like, he's not like calling Like, in you. English, if somebody, like, let's say we were American and my dad was like, hey, fat, come over here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That sounds so wrong. It's so fucked up in English. But in our culture, because, like, not just the word fat, but they'll be like, Hey, flaco, you know, like for super skinny people, or, or they'll be negative like negative for darker yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like words that they use and they're endearing, you know, they're not fucking like derogatory where they're like, my feelings are hurt when my dad said, tells me that, you know? Yeah, so I'm saying. So, like, why should we feel bad because you're misconstruing a fucking translation of a word that we're not even using the way you fucking think we're using? Yeah, and I mean, if you can't clearly define it either, I feel like it's a bullshit argument anyways, because obviously right now, if you look up the word, it's not even a word in the dictionary, you know? Well, I'm just saying too, like look up, first of all, I haven't seen any LGBTQ, like people come out and say, they come out protests, fucking rallies, nothing involving that word at all. And maybe I'm not pre like, I don't, I'm not privy to that type of stuff, but I haven't seen it. And I feel like if it happened, it would be put on the news because people are trying to get rid of it in the game. Also, certain people, like, okay, so I haven't even heard players come out about it, right? I haven't heard a U.S. player. I haven't heard Bolivian, Paraguay, any team we've ever fucking played. I haven't heard their players come out and say, you know what? The word really touched and hurt my feelings. I felt like it was derogatory to this. I was talking to my mom about it because she's a huge soccer fan. Right. And uh, I was like, why don't the players just come out and, like, tell the people to stop doing it? They did a commercial like that. And they did, yeah. She told me they did. I was like, but they need to do something, like, live, you know, where, like, people are actually seeing them, like, where it's not something that you think is, like, scripted, you know? Because I'm not going to lie. While I don't agree with the decision, I think the consequences are pretty big. The consequences are bullshit. Yeah. I mean, we can't. Unfortunately, I don't think we can do anything about that, you know? So the consequences are so big. And I know our culture is so, like, proud that they won't stop doing it. That they probably won't stop doing yeah. it. Yeah. But, all right, so like you're saying, right, they came out with that whole propaganda campaign where, like, the players were like, don't say the word. The word is bad. We really don't want it, right? Yeah, And yeah. you could tell it was scripted. You could tell FIFA was doing it. But what really comes off is that you know those players grew up... Using the word, using bro. Using the word, bro. You know it's part of their vocabulary. You know they don't really hate it. You know they actually really enjoy that part. Like, you can tell that it was disingenuine. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, if they were being genuine about what they feel about the word, like how we can tell watching it, you like, I see that commercial and I'm like, nah, bro, I know you really, like, you enjoy it. But for them, it's a little different because they have to say that because they also understand that now they have to play two fucking World Cup qualifiers with zero fans. <laughs> and if it keeps going on, they'll probably, like, won't let fans into most things and they could possibly like get point deductions in tournaments, maybe not even be accepted into tournaments. I don't think we should beat around the bush either. Like if they're really about this campaign, 
They need to not have the World Cup in Qatar, man. Because that would send a huge message, you know, for what they're fighting for, you know. I don't think this has any effect on any Like that. FIFA, the organization? Yeah, yeah. That's true. I didn't even know that, like, LGBTQ people were so persecuted in Qatar. Yeah. But if that's really true, then you are kind of being, a, you know, it's like, all right, bro, you're mad at me for saying the word, but you're not mad at the country. For actually executing for, on their beliefs, you For know? fucking killing the people. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to somehow present that at the front and then backdoor us fucking out the tournaments and shit. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense, man. And I always hear it, too. I don't know. I always hear that a World Cup without Mexico isn't a World Cup, you know? Even though we never win, you know, it's just like, it's such a big thing in our culture. Well, I've always been an advocate that words... It's all about intent. It's all about the way you say it, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. in my community, around the people I, like, see at work and shit, a lot of them are, like, very church, religious type people, right? So, if I said the word, like, if I said to a guy, you're being a bitch, right? Mm-hmm. They would just hear bitch, and it would be bad. That's, that's <laughs> it, you know, right? Immediately bad. But me and the guy I said it to would not give a shit. For us, it's just like, oh, you know, he called me a bitch. We're just hanging out. We're just chilling. There's no, like, real... There's no malintent. Yeah, yeah. But for them, for those type of people, there's always malintent, you know? So I feel like they're pretending like this word is always bad. Where, like, it's almost unified that every fucking Mexico fan doesn't think it's a bad word. People... I hear that shit in just regular-ass barbecues all the time at regular-ass soccer games. People just say that shit. That's how you joke around with people. Yeah, I don't know, because even <laughs> in, like, different parts of the country, too, people just use that as, like, a everyday word, because, like, my grandparent, my grandpa, and my uncle on my mom's side of the family. Right. Like, the word puto is, like, a very big word in, like, their speech. They say it a lot? It's yeah, in their so, vernacular. like, they'll say it to <laughs> kids and shit, you know? Like, it's almost like saying, hey, bro, or hey, dude, you know? Oh, I know what you yeah. mean. I know what you're saying. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird, and I feel like... It's really wrong of FIFA to go after us like that. Well, they're trying. They're trying like to like. Thing. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying to throw their. What are they gonna do next? Those clackers fucking say we can't take them to games and shit. Well, it's just like saying like, it's weird. It's like if a word here. I'm trying to think of something really stupid. Like we've all seen Elf, right? The movie. It's like if cotton-headed ninny muggins really became like a legit thing. Yes. I mean, nobody gives a shit, bro. In Mexico, that word. Although, yes, it can be used in, like, a you're a piece of shit type of way. You know, like, you're, like, a bitch, like, with real meaning. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, it's not. And they're trying to, like, throw their beliefs or their definition of the word onto a whole country of people. Not to mention all the people who, like, are, like, distant. Um, what's what I'm looking here for here? Relative, not relatives, but, like, uh. When, like distant like when one family goes down you know oh yeah yeah like it is distant family no sure whatever we're fu- descendants there you go descendants oh okay okay even the people who are like descendants of like mexican culture, culture yeah. that live here and like we're american that as fuck sense, you know like that. we don't give a shit about the word either so uh fuck you guys yeah all i'm saying is if you're gonna be about that be about it hard don't fucking micro it you know yeah, don't micro it. If you're going to be about it, be about it. If you're not, then just fucking let it be as it is. You know, it's too. We already have too much of a PC like world. 
in general yeah or even if there was real hate right like i've literally there's no i have not seen any lgbtq fucking like nothing where they're complaining about it so like what's the outrage this is like fucking old white lady racist outrage where the lady's mad you know how they, there's that running joke where like a white lady will get mad over racist shit more than like a actual person yeah like they'll call everything racist even if it's not racist yeah, they're just like overly doing this shit. <laughs> but on the bright side, in terms of like Mexico news, I guess, the UFC just got its first Mexican-born champion. UFC champion, yeah. Brandon Moreno. I heard this dude is like small as fuck, too. I think he's only like, I think he's shorter than I am. Well, yeah, I think he's like a featherweight champion. Yeah, he's yeah. like 5'5 five, five and like 120 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy, man. His I've kind of been I don't, I didn't look deep into his story, but basically like he was in the UFC, got kicked out, came back, got a title contention and fucking won, dude. It was crazy. Well, they, yeah, well he went 3 and 3 in his initial run in the UFC, right? Yeah, so yeah. they cut him. He went back, worked on himself, came back to the UFC. He got a title shot against the guy. Um they tie the first match, right? So they have a rematch. He wins the rematch and now he's the UFC champion, the first Mexican-born UFC champion. And the dude, it's not even that he's the first Mexican-born, but, like, I watched his... I obviously support Mexican-American, Mexican people, whatever, in, like, sports and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of biased in that way. But I watched him, and I watched his interview, and when they interview him after the match, like, in the ring, it's so emotional. Like, he's, like, talks about how he overcame all this shit, how, like, your dreams can come true, and then he just starts yelling, fucking, Viva Mexico, hella loud and shit. Cabrones! Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's hype as fuck. See, that word right there, too, dude, cabrones can be misconstrued as, like, a bad word, and it's not. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't think when you know, you don't know the culture, you know, it's hard to make a comment about it, because I'm sure whoever's making the decision at FIFA isn't like Mexican born because they wouldn't be making that decision, you know? Yeah. So this dude won. He's the champ. It's pretty, it was pretty dope. It was a, just watching the way he acted was kind of like endearing. Cause like he was very humble about it. Even his opponent was happy for him. He was humble about it, even though he knew he deserved it. It was kind of like he knew he would win, but he was like, Oh, like what it takes to get to this position is fucking crazy. That's a humble beginning shit. Yeah. Cause he's from, not 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 only is he just from Mexico, but he's from like Tijuana, bro, which is like being raised in Compton, you know? It's like <laughs> hearing a story of like somebody coming out of Compton, you know? Something like yeah. It's like a tough like body or whatever. It's dope. I fuck with it. UFC's going hard, dude. UFC has a lot of like international superstars, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. They got like three African champions right now. Oh yeah. One Mexican champion. Like it's a pretty diverse company. Yeah, there was actually a moment where, uh, I don't know his name, dude. Who was the guy that won that night, like the main event fight? Oh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. So he was actually talking to Brandon Moreno, and he's like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of you, you know, whatever. And then they started talking about Funko Pops, and yeah, I was like, both what the fuck? Yeah, they're both anime nerds. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, at the end of the fight, I saw another clip after they both had won, and they both, like, cheers their fucking titles. It was fucking crazy. It was cool. It was a cool moment. Yeah, I fuck with both those guys because they're – they're cool shit. They're into anime, which is dope because I'm in anime. So, like, Israel Adesanya and Brandon Moreno are like, repping. Somebody at that level, you know, to be so open about it. Well, it just shows how, like, anime has, like, really reached, like, mainstream, you know? like Yeah, that makes sense. You can openly say you like it without being 
the weird kid in being the, the weird kid in the corner that like runs around with like his book bag like this and shit <laughs> and with no book bag your hands are up yeah <laughs> they're breaking that constraint yeah man that, that was really cool i thought i thought that was really cool yeah fuck with it so did you see moving on from mexico type shit let's move on to some other stuff did you see that guy the sons in four guy yes i did yeah where he punches the guy well here's kind of like the way i saw the story right right the dude like is drinking a beer and then he dumps it on like the sons guy okay so so just to clarify there's one guy in a denver jersey and a guy in a sons jersey and they're at the nba game in the playoffs yes right and the guy in the denver jersey dumps beer on the guy in phoenix with the phoenix jersey yeah then they start talking shit and then they start punching each other, dude. Like, the Denver guy threw the first blow. Yeah, but he misses, right? He misses, and then the fucking Suns guy grabs him, and he's fucking <sighs> fucking him up. And he's like, hey, because the Denver guy's buddy's there, too. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm beating his fucking ass. Leave me alone or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's fucking, he's hitting him with uppercuts, and he hits him with, like, four uppercuts. And he's like, I'm kicking your friend's ass. And he starts hitting him again. Yeah, yeah. And then he lets go, and, like, the guy's, like, wobbling away. And he then runs he, away, yeah. And then he gets... Famous for going sons and four. Yeah, he goes, he goes sons and four, sons and four, and like that went viral as fuck. And now he's even got like shirts coming out with the barstool sports guys. Yep, sons and four. And then also, um, Devin Booker sent him like a whole fan package, dude. With, Did like, he sign jerseys and shit? That's yeah. fucking dope, bro. And while you don't like appreciate the violence. Uh, the violence, like it's legit how it's gonna go down, dude. That's like such a real moment. Fucking dude from another team. You're from one team. Talking shit to each talking other. Talking shit. And then it gets real. Beat his ass. And then even if he didn't really think the Suns in four, right? The most biased, like, if you're biased for your team, like most people are, you're always going to say that, right? Like if a Tom Brady fan beat the shit out of, I don't know, a Packers fan, he'd be like, Brady Super Bowl, bitch. Like, you're going to win the Super Bowl. Six rings, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Six yeah, rings. Yeah, you're always going to like be like, yeah, we're about to fuck you guys up. Fucking yeah. undefeated. So that moment really like, I was like, damn. It was iconic, dude. Because I, I guess uh, as far as like the shirts go, they're going 50-50 on those shirts. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, okay, so a little bit when I saw that, I was like, okay, so Barstool's taking advantage of him a little bit. But at the same time, it's like with that platform, he's going to sell millions more shirts than he would have sold on his own yeah that's true right and also they're kind of doing him a solid because like once you get on a platform like that and you do the shirt thing with them he's gonna end up becoming like a social media star you know like he's probably gonna make more videos i was gonna say i don't think they're fucking him at all yeah because i mean to be able to have such a big platform put you out like that yeah he's gonna be a youtuber he's gonna become a vlogger that's always what you do you know like if you get that moment where you go super viral you can you can carve out you that path that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can carve that out like fucking two away dog face guy. Oh yeah. He had the one video on the longboard and now he's like he carved that shit out for himself. You know, he's busting a career in. So I think it's dope. I thought it was like really real. Like I felt like if I was in that, I would have done it no different. You know, I'd have been like, Celtics and four, fuck you guys, Brooklyn's trash. Such a know? horrible moment that turned out so great, you know. Yeah, we're biased as fuck because we're like hardcore sports fans. You know, we watch sports we don't even play. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so true. But I just saw that and I was like, this guy, bro. That's re- that's really how blindly passionate people are for their teams. I agree, yeah. Because the dude didn't even have like a current jersey either. 
Because I was looking and like... I think it was an older one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Well, it also shows like how quick, how much we respect our teams. But there's also like, if you're a real fan of a sport, you could easily like criticize them, but you feel like I'm obliged to, right? So like this guy, he was like, Suns and four, we got it, we're the shit, right? But if the Suns were trash or if somebody was fucking up, he would still be 100% in on the team, yeah. but he's still going to talk shit about that player, right? It's like you with the Lakers the other week when you were like, you're the biggest Laker fan ever, right? And at the same time, it's like, fucking LeBron wasn't trying, bro, in that game. Yeah, And yeah. you were like, he wasn't trying. And you called him out on his shit, even though you still respect the organization. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really wish the Lakers would have gone on. But yeah, LeBron, you were being a bitch that day. Yeah, something like that, you know, so... I thought it was a cool moment, dude. And I, I know he's going to be a fucking millionaire. Something, yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to profit off of it. Yeah, I mean, a fucking Devin Booker's sending you fucking gift baskets and shit. I and bet I you they like got him tickets. I it's just a natural response, bro, for any sport, you know. Somebody's beating your, like, trying to punch you and shit. You're going to react, obviously, to it. I bet you're going to see that dude courtside in, like, one of the finals games. Probably, yeah. I would not doubt that. Maybe halftime show. <laughs> halftime show. He's out there shooting. He's up. out there just saying, Suns in four, bitch. Suns in four. He's going to become an eternal meme. Like, imagine if the Suns win their next game, their next series in four. Yeah, yeah. Or if they crazy. got to the finals in one and four, like, that dude's going to be, like, immortalized in the meme world. I think he's already immortalized in at least the Suns world. Oh, yeah, know? for sure. He's like, a, in the Suns world, yeah. Everybody will remember him. Everybody remembers those types of things. Like, remember the Pittsburgh Steelers fan after they won the title? That like climbed the pole, the the uh, the light, like the traffic light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like fell off. <laughs> He's immortalized forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's like these super fans because even the Raptors have like a guy with like a turban and shit. Oh yeah, Every yeah, the game, turban like, dude. He's like the Raptors guy, you know, like the super fan. I bet they're gonna claim this guy as like the Sun super fan. The Sun super fan. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. All right, well, this is something else that I saw, but this is more. Like, on a serious note, I guess, right? It's, like, more real than these other things we've been talking about. So, this 10-year-old kid, his name was uh, Ricky Lee Sneeve. I think that's how you say his last name. Mm-hmm. S-N-E-V-E, right? Sneeve? Sounds like Sneeve, yeah. He went on a fishing trip with his dad and his brother, two brothers and a sister, right? He's the oldest. He's 10. The other kids, I assume, are, like, you know, a nice... Like maybe two year gap between. All yeah, them. yeah. I want to say two year gap for like eight, six, or eight, seven, like five. You know, something like that. And they're fishing out on this river, the South Dakota River, and the little kids all fall in. The three kids. So the dad and the ten year old boy jump in to save them. The dad grabs the two younger boys, and he's swimming back to shore. And the little boy grabs his sister and swims back to shore. Right, and he manages to get his sister onto the shore, but. The current takes him away and the dad manages to get the other two up. And then by the time he turns around to like try to help the other kid, the girl's on the shore and the boy's already drifted away. He can't even see him anymore. So they had a giant search and it took like three hours and they ended up finding the kid's dead body like he drowned. But now in that town, like they're calling him like a hero, you know, like he sacrificed himself to save his younger sister, basically. That's crazy, bro. First of all, as a father, I'm like thinking, where the fuck are you fishing where that can happen? Because that's just crazy to me, bro. Well, I don't I When I saw it, it seemed like, like they I'm were. I'm not trying to pl- place blame anywhere, but it's just like. 
you gotta use some common sense at some point, especially if you're with little kids, you know. It seemed like they were like on a pier, some sort of pier that was like you know on a river. Shit, I don't know, bro. But um. Damn, well, even even, that kid, even telling the story kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit, you know, because it's like something that you can really relate to. Because like as a kid, or well, even now, I'm really overprotective of like my siblings. You know, like if somebody fucks with them, they're fucking with me, hands down. So seeing that like the girl fall in, and if I was like a 10 year old and my little sister fell in, I would obviously jump down and try to get her too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And managing to save her you'd feel good but at the same time it's like you gave up your life and i don't I don't even know how like a parent would process that shit because like he saved your daughter he's a hero but, but you lost your, yeah but you lost your son that's crazy man but you got to give respect to the kid dude that's fucking that's ballsy as fuck i could not imagine a 10 years old like jumping in to save somebody yeah and he did it you know you got to respect the fact that he he made a decision he did it. You got to feel hella bad that like the dad was there. Cause like he, like imagine you jump, you're the dad and you jump in and you have to make the decision of what, who to go to. Well, I'm, I'm sure he, even at the point, you know, like he probably jumped in and he's like saving two of them. Instinct, yeah. Right. And like the daughter's like, right. Like, I assume she's not that far away from them. And like, he sees the son jump in. Right. So he's like maybe a little confident. You're like, Oh, he's going to grab her. And then I'll grab both of them after I throw these two. Cause maybe the two boys are the littler ones. But by the time, like, it happens, he turns around and the kid's gone. It sounds like something that, like, it seems like, oh, it happened, like, over the course of, like, a minute, right? But I bet it was only, like, third, like 20 seconds. Like, it was, like, that quick. You know, like, the kids are in, you're in, you grab the kids, and you're swimming to shore. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I saw that shit. It popped up in, like, my news feed, and I was like, damn, bro. That's a heroic ass little boy. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say, bro. Cause I, you know, on one side of it, yeah, he's a hero on the other side of it. I'm thinking like as a father, like he should have never been put in that situation either. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Like it's you, fucking weird, dude. It's also like, weird. well, cause you want to go to the, the extremes, right? For safety. So like you'd think if you're doing those types of things, you know, You'd at least have like a life vest, like on your youngest kids. Yeah, because I mean, he was. And I'm not sure if he kids. did. He might have. I don't know. Maybe he was just scared that they would drown anyway. Because life vest isn't guaranteed to save you. Especially if the river's like taking you. Yeah, because they have those, uh, the undertows or like the undercurrents, you know, that pull you down. Yeah, yeah. Especially like if you're on a volatile part of the river. I don't know, like if they were on a part of the river where like you'd feel safe, like the kids do here locally, you know, like the floating, or if yeah. they were like on the part right after that where like if you get in there, you're going to fucking. Die. Yeah, die. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's tough, especially as a father. That's crazy. Do you think, like, this is a fucked up question, but do you think, like, the mom, like, would hold resentment towards the father? I think it depends on the person. Like, on their relationship? Yeah, because, I mean, why was he there with the four kids in the first place? To fish. Without the mother? They were on a fishing trip. I know, but why wouldn't you take the mother, you know? Maybe she just didn't want to go, man. I mean... Because I'm not going to lie. Kids kids are a handful, bro. Like, even just three kids. Taking them into a store is crazy. I couldn't imagine going on a trip with four kids. True. Maybe they're, like, really into fishing. Because it said the little kid was... The 10-year-old kid was really into fishing with his dad, so he's probably pretty calm. Yeah. And they were probably just trying to teach the other kids how to fish. I just really... 
wouldn't put myself in that situation. It's hard, bro. But, yeah. Kind of staying on the topic of dark. I don't know if you heard about this either. But, uh, so I was scrolling through my TikTok. This video comes up, and it's like these two kids. It's a girl and a boy. All right. How old are we talking? They look like 16, 17, around right. that age. And, uh, they're just, like, laying there together, and the camera's, like, up, and then... Out of nowhere, the girl's like three days, and then the boy's like three days after we killed someone. What the fuck? And you're like, what the fuck? Like a weird, like one of those videos where they're trying to creep you out, or like yeah. where they really murdered someone. So it turns out they did murder somebody. Ugh. They murdered the girl's father, dude. Ugh. That shit is crazy. And it's because he forbid them from seeing each other. So they like killed him, tried to cut up his body. And then they burnt the house that he was in. Well, maybe he was right then. I'm not fucking letting them hang out. They're going to start murdering people, <laughs> That's what bro. I'm saying, dude. Like, that's what the... Co- I was reading the comments and I was, one of them was like, no wonder he didn't want him to hang out with Yeah, that what guy. the fuck? You know, what the fuck? But yeah, dude, I came across that too and I was like, that shit is crazy, you know? So they murdered her dad? Yeah, just because he didn't want them to be together. And their kids. But the way, like, the way they made the video, like, you can tell that there's something wrong with them. Like, I think they might be, like, mentally handicapped or something. They've got, like, that disassociation, right? Like, yeah, you look yeah. in, like you look in their eyes and it's almost, like, lifeless. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally no feeling. Like, she just was cool with it or whatever. She's just like, That's my funny. dad was killed. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That shit was crazy, too, man. Fuck. That's weird, dude. Videos like that, like, obviously there's, like, a big market or, like, a big, uh, appeal i guess that people have to like those weird horror type things you know they'll put up a bunch of fake shit like that like oh like what if i really killed this or that right yeah but for it to actually turn out true and then for some reason like every woman who's a wife in the country likes fucking murder mystery documentaries and crime dramas and they're all about murder and shit for some reason yeah yeah it's like a big thing now on the internet but when like two people actually go through with it like a 16 year old and a 17 year old kid fucking stabbing some girl's dad yeah like killing him to death and then chopping him up and fucking throwing him in a house and burning it it's crazy like, and that was some... just on that was just on tiktok like, yeah yeah but 50, uh, views or some shit then I, <laughs> yeah then i looked into a fucking well i saw it off a news station not like the actual video okay okay but yeah man those people are crazy <laughs> yeah fuck those people dude i've never met anybody that i felt was like cuckoo like that yeah but like if I did, I think I'd recognize it, and I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. We're not friends. Yeah, like, whoa, bro, what are you doing? You fucking dissecting a bird back there? You can kind of tell, like, some people are kind of off and shit, you know? I've never met anybody that was, like, really, really off. Yeah, I don't know. I get, like, vibes from people, because, like, today, we were in downtown Caldwell. All right. Not even downtown. We were, like, at a gas station going to drop my uh, brother-in-law off. All right. Some old man's outside, and he asked my wife for a ride. Okay. Super old man, dude. Like, he's on a walker. Like, you tell his fucking back was bad. All right. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going that way because he pointed a certain direction when we were going the opposite direction. Right. And uh, she gets in the car, and she's like, oh, man, I feel bad for him. He just asked me for a ride. I was like, fuck it. Just tell him to get in. We took him, dude. Turns out the dude wanted to go to a bar in downtown Caldwell. (laughs) You took him to a bar? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was telling my brother this story, and I'm like, he's like, I'm not sure if that's a good deed or not. (laughs) 
He's old, dude. He I'd probably call it, I'd call, to drink his sorrows away, you know? I'd call it a good deed. He's going there anyway. At least you helped him, like, not walk through traffic. Yeah, it was horrible, dude. He was probably moving, like, a step every, like, two seconds or whatever. You know? <laughs> Just slow as shit. Yeah, yeah. It probably would have taken him an hour, what took me, like, a two-minute ride. Yeah. That's a good deed in my book. I mean, he can do with his life what you want, but you helped him out and gave him a ride. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he's going to do. I mean, unless he's, like, going to murder somebody or something, you know, like. That would be so fucking terrible. Imagine, like, you give a ride to someone. And then later in the news, this guy murdered that guy. And you're like, fuck, bro. I gave that dude a ride. I'm going to be honest, bro. I'm pretty biased. So, like, if that was, like, a young guy or something, I would not have given them a ride. If it was a woman, like, a younger woman, probably would not give given him a ride. But I just felt bad because, like, he was moving so slow. And I was like, oh, where are you going? He's like, just drop me off anywhere in downtown. I was like, well, where exactly are you going? He's like, Burns Bar. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. All right, all right. That reminds me, okay, so there's um uh there's a famous murderer, like mass mass murderer in the US. Yeah, yeah. What are their names? There's like three of them that are like very distinct. Serial killers? Yeah, the serial killer guys. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Dahmer's one. There's uh the the other one. Charles Manson or something like that? No. Um Dahmer Fuck, I got, I'm gonna Google it, bro. Real quick. Serial killers in the U.S. Because I can't remember which one specifically, right? But there's uh-huh. like a list of them. I'm trying to find them. Where the fuck is them? Who are the main dudes? Oh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Okay. That's, who, that's what it is, I think. I'm pretty sure that's who the story is about, right? So there's a story that that Bundy guy, who's like a serial killer, uh-huh. he... Got his victims by picking them up in a car and like acting like he was gonna give them a ride somewhere. But yes. the but the car doors wouldn't lock uh wouldn't open from the inside. So like once they're in, they're in. He like he would trap them in his car. Oh, okay. And the reason he had it set up that way was because they asked him about the first victim and he said his first victim was gonna be this college kid who he picked up and gave a ride to. But the college kid got like a sense, like a bad vibe. So he didn't So get- so at a stoplight he opened the door and ran out of the car and just like fucking left. Right. Okay. So that made Bundy think, well, I got to make these doors like unescapable. Jesus. Right. And they have that same story from the perspective of the, of the kid. Right. Cause the kid saw this, saw him get caught later in the news mm-hmm. and he was like, wow, like I was that guy. I just evaded that. Yeah. yeah like I sense. evaded that like years before. So like, that's what I was thinking of when you said that guy, you gave him a ride to go murder someone. Like, imagine if you took him somewhere and he killed oh, somebody. yeah, yeah. Then it'd be definitely a bad deed, you know? Yeah, because you hear all those fucking stories, like, hitchhikers. Like, there's a big, uh, like, a fear of, like, picking up people who need a ride. Where, like, yeah. sometimes, like, they really just need a ride. Yeah. I've always thought about it. Like, I, I feel like I would give someone a ride if I, as long as it feels like they're non-threatening. Yeah, I think it's all about a feeling for sure. Because, like, if you see somebody, like, hitchhikers on the highway and shit like someone with a flat tire or something yeah, right like i don't know it's weird bro it's fucking weird because it's always like a conscious battle where like i want to help them but i also don't know them so. what's well, also situational too right so like if you pulled over for like a dude with a flat tire and like it's you your brother and me in the car uh-huh. like you're more likely to feel safer because like if this dude does something then we're gonna beat his ass yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck yeah, that that makes sense hundred percent. Cause yeah, but if you're like with your wife and kids, then you're like, whoa. But then you don't <laughs> even know, bro. Cause sometimes they have backpacks and shit, pull out a gun and shit. Yeah, or I don't know a crowbar or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you just don't fucking know. That's dope though. At least you helped an old dude with his alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it that way, yeah. No, I think it's cool. I think I would have gave the old guy a ride too. I'd feel hella bad if I saw some old dude with a walker. Then we got in the car and he was like, "Yeah." You put his walker in the back? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to walk. I was going to walk there, but I was like, I might as well ask. You know, you never know if you don't ask. And I was like, you're right. You don't know. I had a similar situation, but not like not like a ride, but I was logboarding downtown with like my little brother and two of his friends, right? Uh-huh. So they're like 10 years old and we're longboarding. And then this guy like yells, right? He's like next to us. Like we go by him and he's like, hey. And I, I stop and he looks at me and he's like, hey, can I use your phone to call a taxi, right? But he's like obviously like a homeless type dude. Yes. And he's also like right outside. Like I'm I'm aware of my surroundings. So like I look around and we're right outside like of one of those like homes, you know, like the. Uh, like homeless shelter? Yeah, like a homeless shelter. Okay. Right. Because like, there's a big sign you can read in it. Like it's a homeless shelter. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'll, help. I'll let you use my phone. So like I hand him my phone, but he's really creepy at the same time. Right. He's got like a creepy vibe. So like. I made like my little brother and his two friends that were like right next to a Jackson's gas station. So I was like, you guys go to the gas station real quick. So they go to the gas station. I'm just out there with the dude. I was like, just in case this goes fucking crazy. I don't want him to grab one of these kids. You know, like what the fuck am I supposed to do if he grabs one of these kids? Just let him go. Yeah. So I, uh, I helped him out, but it was just a dude who needed a car. Right. So like he, he made his phone call, called the fucking taxi service and then gave me my phone back. But you're still cautious, though. You're still like, you know what? Let's make sure these kids it's are like out of the way. situations, bro, where you, like, you get bad vibes about it. Because, like, I don't know if I told the story on here, but I lost 50 bucks, right? And Like, it fell out of your pocket? Yeah, it fell out of my pocket. Okay. And I was, like, exchanging propane tanks, and now it's, like, all automated. I had this weird interaction with this guy, bro. Okay. And I think he was coming over to pick up the 50 that I dropped. I think. So he comes up to me, and he's like, oh, you can get propane here? They just refill it? I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, cool, man. How much is it? I'm like, oh, it's like 30 bucks or 15 bucks if you bring your own tank. And then I walked away from that conversation. And I was like, something was off about that, you know? Nobody just comes up to you and starts talking to you about propane. Like he was just trying to distract you to get the $50 yeah, off the yeah. ground? I'm pretty sure he did because... Uh, it makes absolutely no sense that he would ask that, you know? Damn, bro. You got finessed. Yeah. For 50 sucks. bucks. I have a something similar. And then dude th- gets in his Mercedes. Oh, for real? It's get worse. Like <laughs> brand new Mercedes. Yeah. I have a story like that. That's fuck- So we're playing soccer at a park, right? This is when I'm like 15. Uh-huh. And it's me and like my core group of friends, like five of us. We're all playing soccer. And then these other guys show up and we challenge them to a game and, then, and we play soccer with them. And then the guy's like, hey, I lost $20. Did any of you see the $20? And genuinely, I had no idea where the $20 was, right? Yeah, yeah. Me and 90% of my friends genuinely didn't know where the money was, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're all looking around. We look for like an hour, and we're like, sorry, bro, we can't find it. And he, he's, he goes home hella disappointed, and we're like, oh, damn, that sucks. As soon as he drives away, we all sit down, and then one of our friends named Caesar goes over to a trash can and pulls the $20 from the bottom of the trash can. What the fuck? And he's like, I found the $20, guys, and I put them into the trash can. And he's like, you guys want to go to Jack in the Box? And we were like, damn, dude, that's fucked up. We just searched for like an hour. And, feel right, yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, man, but you, I can't let him know. I just stole $20. And we were like, fuck. 
But then we all ended up going to Jack in the Box and eating with that guy's $20, <laughs> oh, bro. Fuck, dude. <laughs> because while we didn't agree with him stealing it, like the, guy, hungry. like the guy was gone. We were hungry. And like, what the fuck are you going to do at that point? You know, that sucks, bro. Damn. So we so were like, fuck it. Let's go get Jack in the Box. So we got tacos for everybody. 20 <laughs> bucks gets you 40 tacos. That's fucked up as hell. But yeah, man. All right. Well, let's move on, dude, to the hypothetical moment that we do at the end of every episode. The hypothetical question, this well, which of the two did you like? Um, it doesn't matter, either one's good. Alright. I'm gonna go with if you could only wear one color for the rest of your life, which color would you pick and why? Black. That's easy. Just black? Why black? Um, because I feel like it's like more slim fitting. I don't know why. It is slim fitting, that's true. Um, that's one of them. The con to it, obviously, is that the heat is like drawn to it more. Yeah, fuck, nay, it's so hot and black shit so outside that the sun. Sucks. But uh, when you asked that question, I was thinking of David Dobrik. Okay, because all he wears is like black, black on black. But yeah. So I mean, I'm picturing myself as a skinny guy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think the two obvious choices are like you go black or you go gray. Yeah, I would definitely not go white. No, fuck no. Fuck no. I, I think you go in. I, I was leaning towards gray, right? Because, like, I feel like if I had, like, a gray sweatpants on and a gray hoodie, like, that's just a dude in a gray sweatpants and a gray hoodie, <laughs> yeah. you know? But, like, if you pick, like, a crazy-ass color, like, green, you know? Fucking green pants all the time. Or, like, orange or something, you know? Yeah, you can't really go with anything super colorful. You crime and you run away. You were just the guy in the orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, like, a giant crayon, bro. So, like... You got to go with neutral colors, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's no... You got to go with the neutrals or like the... You know, maybe even like a khaki. Like, it, you wouldn't look bad wearing like khaki all the time. Yeah. Like a brown on brown if it's like the light brown. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I just feel like black is like... And it goes with like anything, you know? Because we're just... Well, yeah, but you're not going right? to put in... Yeah, clothes. So, shoes? Yeah, like any shoe or like... I'm not necessarily... Is shoe, does, does shoe fall under clothes? When I think of clothes, I'm thinking of like shirt and pants or shorts. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of customize it with, like, hats or even, like, hair color. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you if you had on, like, all black and then, like, your shoes were white and your hat was white, you wouldn't look weird. Yeah, yeah. You just look like a dude that's wearing all black. Exactly. But if you were wearing all fucking yellow, bro. <laughs> You're just, like, a construction cone or something. You look, <laughs> look so fucking stupid, bro. Yeah, I saw that question. as like, a hypothetical. And I was like, I mean, that's cool. And, like, I feel like some people would pick, like, some weird ass colors I've never heard, like rainbow color, maybe. Yeah, because at first I was thinking like my favorite color, you know. Yeah, so was I. I was like, green is like my favorite color, like yeah. a dark green. Yeah, and I like blue. But then I was like, if I wore dark green all the time, I would look fucking ridiculous. I don't even wear dark green that much right now. I yeah, think like it's gotta be neutral. I have like though. two shirts that have green on them. I'm like wearing black right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I'd go gray. I like gray, like a darker gray. Yeah, I'd be really, really shocked if anybody picked like any outrageous color. I can see like I don't see it going past anybody, but yeah, it's. I can see people picking like pink. Pink would be one, yeah. Maybe like a red. But then you don't want to be associated with gangs, you know. Well, it's different <laughs> for us too. Like, if a girl wears an all red dress, she'll look normal. If we wear a fucking red shirt and red pants, we look like fucking a bloody tampon with a red bandana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a red bandana. <laughs> I'm not gang affiliated, but yeah. I always hated that fucking stereotype, bro. Like, if I wore a bandana at my school, like, 
Oh, you're gang related. But if a fucking white kid wears a bandana, oh, he's just holding his hair back. It's just <laughs> a fucking headband. It's like, fuck you, bro. What? I don't know. I never saw anybody wear bandanas. At your school? No. At my school, kids used to wear them all the time. I mean, they'd get them in like yellow or pink or... Kids had them in like their back pockets. And that's how you knew they were gang affiliated. I know what you're talking about now. Like kids would wear them on like their arms and like... Or your heads. wrist. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people I'd see with like long haired kids that would put on a bandana, right? Even if they wore like a black bandana, just because it's like a kid with long hair who's Caucasian, like nobody would even think. It. <laughs> no, no second thought. But if I, I know for a fact that if I was wearing the bandana on my head immediately, like, yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, you, do you think you're gangster? Like, are you a wannabe or are you like gang it's like a Caucasian guy with like a white bandana. Yeah, dude. What white, the fuck? white power or what? Like, I can't wear a bandana. Without people going to that stereotype where, like, anybody else could. Hey, man, because of one bean, all the beans suffer. I guess. <laughs> it's bullshit, though. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, because, I mean, people have associated colors and bandanas with, like, gangs, you know? Yeah, it's associated, like, deep, too. Because a lot of people, like, if you went to, like, a southern state or something, like a redneck area or something, like, they yeah, use yeah. bandanas as, like, rags and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like bikers wear them yeah it's all an association thing for sure but yeah man and we're black yeah i'm going with gray i think it's got to be gray or black i think gray would be my strong second yeah because the downfall to black is like the whole heat thing you know <laughs> yeah that's what i was that's what i was thinking about gray for it's because like gray is you can get a darker gray and like it feels almost like you're wearing black shit but at the same time it's like not as heat. That fucking sun, dude. Yeah. Sun on a black shirt is a bitch. Damn, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the hypothetical. Yeah. Well, that's going to conclude a uh, quote episode 69. Close quotes. Close quotes. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. We've actually had a couple videos go pretty big. So. Oh, yeah, bro. We're on Pandora now, too. Give us a follow. We know your grandma, your mother, your brother, your sister are all on TikTok. So hit us up. And uh, we still got merch up. Actually, one of our buddies got one of the hats and fucking great quality. That's true, dude. I wanted, I wanted to. I want, <laughs> he got the hat and I was like, fuck, dude, I want the hat. Yeah. It looks, I mean, I'm probably going to get myself the hat. Looks pretty good, man. So, so I can rep. Make sure to hit us up uh, if you got any suggestions, want to be on the show. Peace. Peace.